America's founders knew power corrupts, and ultimate power corrupts ultimately, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power. And that's why our president is elected by a college of electors to protect the rights of little states like Delaware and Wyoming against giants like New York and California. After all, our country is a republic, the United States of America, not the United State. Our states are independent, sovereign powers who created the federal government, not the other way around. And that's why all power ultimately lies in we the people and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution. Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power craves politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com. With your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome, everybody. We have a very good hour here. It's our third hour on this wonderful Saturday, and we have a special guest today. Uh, Frederick Penny is on assignment, as well as Todd Coonan. And today we have Garrett Penny with us, and we're going to talk a lot about being a new attorney and the challenges of such. We're also going to talk about some really fun things going on in the family law arena um, and things that are going on specifically with Kelly Clarkson and with uh, Pippa Larson and, and others. So, Well, that Kelly Clarkson drama is playing, playing out so publicly. I wonder how her family feels about that. Well, I think that, well, like Kelly has said, I think they all feel the same, that little heart's at risk. You know, they're thinking of the kids. I think all of them are trying to really do what's best and think for the kids. So, So, Garrett, welcome, and how are you? It's good to be here, and I appreciate the warm welcome. I'm doing good. Well, good. Um, Have you ever played our game, Case or No Case? I've heard it numerous times, never played it. Well, we want to start by playing case or no case, but I oh. want to give I want to give information on how to contact us. So everybody that's out there, you want to play with us, you can call in. You can speak to Cal. You can just tell him your answers, or you can actually speak to all of us. Um, our phone number is 855-529-7234, or you can tweet us at Radio Law Talk. You ready? Now it's time to play case or no case. There we go. This case falls under my file that I say, well, of all the things people have to worry about. That's, you know, I have an actual file labeled that at my house. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Holland-made Tecate beer is masquerading as Mexican beer. A New York man said he and other consumers have been duped into believing that the Tecate brand of beer is Mexican when it's actually made by the Dutch company Heineken in Holland. Miguel Schmeletti said the beer is masquerading as Mexican through the brand name. The traditional Mesoamerican typeface, the the mythical Aztec eagle emblazoned on the product, and the statement's original, and Curveza on the labeling, according to his his, uh, thoughts on this. Takati's website says, 
Hecha en Tecata, Baja California, Mexico. Born and brewed in the land of, of Baja, Mexico. But in a small font on the back of the boxes in the lower left, it says, Product of Holland. So he said, I'm being deceived. And by the way, I'm paying a premium, premium price for this stuff. I'm being deceived. And so is everybody else who buys this beer. A class action. Double points on this one. Whoa. All right, so here we go. Garrett, you're playing for Fred. <laughs> oh, I am. And I'm going to start with you. Is this a case or not a case? And if it is a case, who wins? Well, I, and you can answer, ask questions if you need to, like clarify. Yeah, I, I, I'll start off with the, the second question and then start with and then answer the first question. I don't, I don't think if uh, it is a case, I don't think he wins. I, I think it's made in Mexico. That's, I mean, unless it's not made in Mexico, it's really made in Holland. I think if it's made in Mexico, it says it's made in Mexico. Yeah, it's a product of, uh, of Holland, but um, I, I think it could still be a kind of a Mexican beer uh, produced by a company owned by a company in Holland. So I don't think he wins. On the fraud claims, uh, is it a case? I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll, I'll say a case. I think it's a case. All right, fair case enough. Case and he loses. Yeah, yeah case so, and he loses. Okay. And Denise, what do you think about? I this? think that you were drinking beer last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink beer. I don't drink anything except, except uh, diet soda. I'm big on diet soda. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. all right. I take that back then. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that why would anybody pretend to be Mexican beer? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know that there's much of an advantage to that. Is Mexican beer not that good? Heineken? Mexican. Heineken? Mexican. I'm not a beer drinker. So tell me, from your own observation, which would be the preferred uh, model here? I mean, are you saying that Mexican beer is not at the quality level of Heineken beer? It's my, I, I love Heineken beer. It's okay. really good. And I like German beer. So there's a little bias so, there. <laughs> yeah, I have a bias. I guess I couldn't be judge in this case. <laughs> but I'm going to say that it is not a case, just to make it interesting. <laughs> And and never mind opposite. that one of the attorneys brought up a case of beer and left it on the judge's <laughs> dais when they <laughs> we right. got a taste I, test I, for the case, right? <laughs> I've never noticed though that the Tecate beer actually was a product of Holland. Mm. I've never seen that. And what's the difference between being a product of versus being made in, right? Yeah. I mean, I just it's kind of an interesting. That's a good question. Yeah, interesting way to look at it. So. Here's the thing. I'm going to make this really easy on you guys because that's what I do. Who says this is a case? Uh, I you say, do. I say okay. it's a case and they lose. Okay, Garrett, you get two points because this is double point Saturday. So you get two points because it oh, is there you go, Fred. a case. And here's the thing. Uh, Takati sells for a premium price about 12 bucks for a 12-pack, which is higher than the price of the product if it were represented in a non-misleading way, he said. Defendants sold more of the product at higher prices than it would have in the absence of this misconduct. So he's asking a judge to allow his suit to be rolled over to class action so everyone who wants to can seek damages. And that's okay, it. so it's not fi finished yet. That's why know, he only gets two. We don't know how two. it came up. So he gets two points. Do I lose points? Well, yeah, those are double. You didn't risk any. Never mind. You didn't say. So you don't have to. You just don't get any points. Okay. Is it like Jeopardy, where you can risk your own points? Well, that 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 how it was, but I would have had to ask Denise uh, if she wanted to put her points at risk, and I did not. So shame on me. <laughs> okay, so I got a big goose egg. But that yes, but that Garrett's ladies and two? gentlemen is uh, give those to Fred. But the good thing, Garrett, is you and I both beat Cal. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, not for my lack of trying. <laughs> now, Garrett, oh, what what do you do as a profession? Uh. Professionally, I'm, a, I'm an attorney, so I do do personal injury. I work with Frederick underneath him, and uh, 
you know, dog bites, motor vehicle accidents, uh, wrongful deaths, anything like that. Are you doing any other type of business besides personal entry? I got a, me and my siblings bought a, um, a fast food restaurant out in Utah. So I'm in charge of running that. I'm the president of that com- company and then a couple other companies that buy real estate. So kind of a little bit of that and a little bit of property management. So I've got my fingers in a lot of things. Well, that's good. What do you like about being an attorney? I like the client interaction. You know, I love the, uh, resolving a case and seeing the client, you know, happy and walk away with a result that they're happy with and, um, you know, be able to help them because I think a lot of people are taken advantage of in this world in general. Um, and sometimes they don't even realize it. And so, you know, as attorneys, we can advocate for that. And I enjoy that part of it. I enjoy the challenge. Um, you know, it's a constant learning thing. You, you can be in the practice for 40 years and it's still an evolving learning thing. So it's not one that you kind of get comfortable and then you're, you're set and done. It's, you know, you can always evolve and, um, you know, learn. And even though you can be a new attorney, you can still know things that, you know, older attorneys may not know. You know, it's just a matter of studying different things. I mean, like a person who buys Takati beer, for an example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <They're getting> ripped <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> and do, do you have a mentor? I do. So uh, my supervising attorney, his name's Kevin Elder, phenomenal attorney, you know. He's, you know, real patient with me, and uh, as yeah, I'm really grateful for it. He answered my questions and kind of walks me through the process of everything. You know, in family law, which is w- what I do primarily, yeah. um, most of our cases actually settle. I, I would say that it's more than 93% of the cases settle. Yeah. Uh, is there that type of a, a ratio in personal injury? I think for sure, especially if you're talking just a trial lawsuit versus, you know, if you take out the mediations and the settlement conferences and everything. If you're talking strictly trial, yeah, I, 90 to 95% settle. Uh, a small portion go to trial. Um, but that trial is kind of important to... Uh, you know, push the case along, it forces people to settle, right? I'm sure. And, so you're saying the threat of a trial, the threat you, you will trial. send out a letter and say, listen, if you don't get this resolved by X, Y, Z, we're going to go to a trial. And therefore an insurance company or someone would say, well, let's figure this out. Right? Yeah. And more than just a letter, it's, you know, taking the actions, the, sending the necessary discovery and prepping for that, being able to prep properly and show them, look, I'm not just saying it, I'm doing it. And, and that's important to look for, you know, in attorneys that, that they that they that they know that process. Well, next hour, I hope to ask you about is there any pressure from the court to settle cases rather than because the volume, especially right now, has to be oh, overwhelming. Yeah. That, that's an excellent topic and, you know, a lot of feedback from the court on that. And do you have any advice for the new attorneys out there? Good luck. Study hard and uh, put your nose to the grindstone. All right. We'll be right back. This is Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y-Lawyers.com. 
I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2! Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work, there's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control over my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message is brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. Denise Sturks here. And remember that we're talking about general law concepts or topics of law. We're not giving any specific advice. If you do need to seek the advice of attorney, seek the advice of an attorney in the area that you need one and locally. It's always better to have somebody that understands what your case is about. Um, we have Garrett Penny here today. He is a, a newer attorney who now has experience in law, and he enjoys the practice of law, right, Garrett? Most days I do. There's some some days I don't, but most days I do. Do you find that you need to rest and like get away sometimes? 
not necessarily that. They're just, it's, you know, in school, you're growing up, you, you get a project, you're fifth grade, get a project, and you hate the deadlines. You're like, I hate this project, so there's a deadline. But in law, there's thousands of deadlines all the time, constantly. So it's that constant feeling of, I got something due tomorrow, due, due next week to work on. Do you do better under pressure? Um, I like to do things in advance, as far in advance as possible, so there's no pressure. But I do fairly well under pressure. Good. Good. Cause so I, speaking I, of that, do courts, when you say, I've got, I've got this accident case, whatever it may be, yep. is there pressure from the courts or from the opponent to get together and get this thing settled? Where does that squeeze come from? Because you know, I, I know a guy who was an, an attorney came to the United States from Australia, and he said, Cal, I've been in the courtroom like 10 times in my whole career. All I do is write letters and go and have conferences and settle up. He said there's a lot of pressure to settle usually in a case. Is that true? It's, it's very true. The courts, uh, they have a, a status conference where you get with the judge you know, for 30 seconds, and the judge just asks, what are you doing? Are you progressing through it? So they force you to move through it. Um, and then uh, if you're not really progressing, they'll you know, ask you for an order to show cause, to show why you're not progressing, and then... You know, they ask, well, why don't you go to mediation? Why don't you try settling? You know, what's what's the holdup? And they'll sometimes kind of dig into it, try to force you to settle. Especially now with COVID, it's gotten even worse. Right. Because they're, they're backlogged. They're saying, oh, you're not going to get to trial for a year or two, so let's try to solve this now. Right. And they bought... And in your arena in civil, there's actually deadlines. They're, they're trying to meet deadlines and have the case tried within a period of time. And with COVID, they can't do that. They can't meet that deadline. So there's a huge pressure on both the court and the attorneys and the litigants, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, do, and don't you find that your, your clients are also very stressed out about settling and getting a resolution? Oh, of course. I mean, they, they want to get this over with. You know, they were injured years ago and they're tired of just rehashing it and rethinking about it. For us attorneys, it, it's just another case. But for the clients, understandably, it's it's trauma that they got to re-experience every time they have a deposition or mediation or, or go to court or anything involving the case again. They got to re remember uh, what happened to them. I think I mentioned this on the show before, but when I had a little heart operation, they wanted to do a stress assessment, and the first question on the list was, "Are you involved in a court case?" legal action yes because if you are the stress on that on the person who's involved is not a good thing and the, the one guy one doc said oh we figure it takes about five life five years off your life imagine so you, the attorneys do having a bunch of cases right <laughs> so you want to get in there and get it settled up i guess is the point and you move do forward with you do life. no matter yeah. what it what type of a case it is um if it's a business case you want to protect that business relationship and get it resolved to the satisfaction and compromise of both it, if it's a family law case there's high in emotions you want to get that resolved as soon as you can because but it, timing is everything because sometimes, at least in my experience, the parties are not ready to settle. Yeah. And you have to then let them emotionally resolve somewhat. You have to make sure that the timing is right and then that you jump in when the timing's right to get it resolved. Do you find that in personal injury as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, we always tell in personal injury, it's a little different. Wait for them to finish treating. So that way, you know, they have all their injuries resolved and you know the full value of the case. But, you know, as time goes on, that, that time plays a factor in what they're willing to settle for. You know, and uh, so time equals economic pressure sometimes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, both positively and negatively. Sure. You yeah, know, makes sense. Um, yeah. it encourages them to settle for less, which is not always a good thing. But, um, you know, it is a factor. They want to get it done. They want to get it done now. And, you know, more times they have to go through it, less likely they, they want to continue forward. And there are times that I will tell my my client, look, the pi- the price of peace <laughs> is, you know, there's value to having peace. So right. you might have to pay 
to get your peace here. And I mean, that's a sad thing. But that often also happens in the support context in the family law. And we're going to be talking about some of that, too, coming up. You want to talk to me about some of my family law cases or some cases out there that are fun, Garrett? Yeah, like I said, it's kind of, uh, unfortunately, a divorce weekend for us here. So you got Kelly Clarkson's kind of big, uh, very publicized uh, breakup and divorce, which is which is unfortunate. She's a you know an American star. Um, so kind of tell me about this, Kelly Clarkson. You know you know a little bit more about this and uh, their breakup. Um, you know he's asking for a ton of money per month. Explain that to me. Well, you know Kelly Clarkson is Americans' first idol, correct? Yep. yep. Um, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for her because I love her voice, um, and she fell in love with a man named Brandon Blackstock, and they got married. He had children from another relationship, and they have two small children together. But so, she's the rainmaker in the group. Well, they both are rainmakers somewhat. I mean, he's a talent agency um, or a talent scout, and um, and his father is also, and his father who is kelly of course kelly clarkson's father or father-in-law yeah. yes um he owns a big piece and has a big stake in kelly clarkson herself and i think this little piece of that is really getting in the way of it being a nice divorce to uh-huh. be candid so there's what what has happened initially is there's always temporary orders made in the very beginning of a case and the court came down and gave temporary orders on custody and visitation and that is a very specific order and we'll talk about that but to answer your question about the support he is asking for a lot of support and both spousal and child support and and that's kind of an interesting issue and how the court deals with that issue in california is very different than it is in so many different states so we know that that there's temporary orders in place. We know that there's going to be more temporary orders in place. And um, we know that, uh, like I said, Kelly Clarkson has made come out and said this is a time to give us privacy because we've got tiny little hearts at stake, yeah. meaning her stepchildren as well as the two children of the marriage. All right. um, well, I'm excited to figure out how much this guy's asking for and how much you think he'll actually get. Yeah, and how much do you, you think you actually need to be able to survive and, and live? Yeah. And what is a reasonable amount of, of support for a person? I think that that's something we're going to have to, you know, explore a little further. So call in 855-529-7234 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Or you can even give us suggestions at info at radiolawtalk.com. That goes directly to Cal. We'll be right back. Hold on. All advertising services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. 800 220 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Denise Dirks filling in for Fred Penny today. And we were just starting to discuss the divorce of Kelly Clarkson and Brandon Blackstock. And what we know is that in in a divorce case, uh, there's different stages to the divorce. And in the first stage, you have to have temporary orders in place for, like, custody of children, for visitation rights to children, for support. And how so long that, does that take from the when you file to get those temporary orders? I mean, is that a pretty quick process? It's not too long. Um, it, it depends on the court, of course, and uh, the state more than likely. But usually you have to give notice of a hearing for that, and it takes about 30 to 45 days to get into court. In in the COVID area today, <laughs> it's a little bit longer, um, but courts are catching up very quickly because we're having a lot more remote hearings, and now things are starting to roll. Um, but in this particular case, the first issue that they wanted to address, uh, at least on a temporary basis, was the children because they have two small children. They have River Rose, who's six, and they have Remington Alexander, who's four. And River Rose and, and, and Remington had been living for the last year, maybe a little bit longer than that, in Los Angeles with Kelly, whereas um, Brandon Blackstock had been taking care of the party's farm um, in Montana. I think it was Montana. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Montana. And so the court then had to make a decision about temporary custody and visitation. Um, it's not a permanent order at this stage, but it is one that's going to live with the case until there's a different order or until the parties make different decisions. So the court found that it was better for the children to have continuity and stability in where they were living and that they would live with Clarkson and she would be what is deemed to be primary custodian of the children and that would be physical custodian. So is there something that the the parties can then, uh, in the legal term, stipulate or agree to 
you know, outside without the court's permission, say, you know, we want to change this up. Let's send him to dad and let's leave him with dad. And then the, can the judge overrule that or is, does he have a say in that? Um, it's, actually, most courts will defer to the parent's decision because having children, believe it or not, is a constitutional right. Yeah. That is a very important constitutional right. And so a court will usually defer to the parties that they know better what's right for these children. So if um, if there was an agreement here outside of court, the court would more likely enforce that agreement unless, you know, there's outside influences. Um, let's say Child Protective Services is involved. Mm-hmm. Then the court's going to look at it in a different manner. Yeah. But let's say one of them is paying support. Let's just say Kelly's or he, he's paying Ms. Clarkson support, and then the kids go back to live with him. Can they decide among themselves how much less he's going to pay because he's paying all the expenses for the children now? Or is that something they would have to litigate or send a letter to somebody? Or how would they work that out? They could work that out by stipulation and order. And what that would be is the court then would sign off on their agreement. So all of that, even if even if legally they're entitled to a certain thing, as long as they know their rights, they can give up rights. They can agree to something that's a different process than the legal process. Um, and a lot of times when we're talking about high-profile cases, they are agreeing to a private judge or a private process. In this case, it's very public. And I think that that gets to be really intense for people that have this kind of scrutiny, you know, public scrutiny against them. So how does it work when you have, you know, someone like uh, Mr. Blackstock asking for uh, spousal support in in such high amount? Well, in this particular case, he's asking for temporary spousal support and child support. And he's asking for an aggregate of $436,000 a month. Wow. Not a year. <laughs> a that, month. That, that Montana farm must be losing a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> must be a big one, too. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. No, it just shows you the differential between what Kelly Clarkson is making and what Brandon Blackstock is making. So in this case, it appears to be that Kelly Clarkson is the higher earner. Um, and Well, she has the TV show. She, and then I'm sure she goes on the road all the time. Plus, she's got residuals and, and songs. She's got sales the voice. And, yeah, well, yeah, she's, she's the, like I say, she's the rainmaker. She's, she's the, the rainmaker. Yeah, right. That is for sure true. So explain it, to me how that works. Now, the, the COVID, I mean, all these shows are canceled. She's not on this. She's not getting paid. You know, if she loses income, can does she still have to pay that amount? Well, that's going to depend on the judge. And it, the law is that it's based on your current income for child support purposes. But for spousal support purposes, it's different than that. Temporarily, there's like a, a kind of a minimum amount that's going to be paid for temporary spousal support. But in the long term, it is looked at differently. It's looked at what is the marital standard of living during the marriage and about 16 other factors like health of the parties, the age of the parties, you know, the tax repercussions, whether somebody gave up career opportunities to raise children, you know, all those things kind of come into play. But here, what's interesting about the spousal support issue is that they were only married for seven years. And you know the answer to this. Why is seven-year marriage important in California? Well, as I understand it, that's not a a long-term marriage. Um, And so, therefore, he's not going to get this in in perpetuity forever, right? That's exactly right. Um, In California, there's a presumption that 10 years or more is a long-term marriage and that would mean long-term spousal support would be paid 
in the case of a less than a long-term marriage, um, presumptively seven years is not long-term marriage, um, probably the maximum he's going to get spousal support would be approximately one half the length of that. Or he's also going to have an ad admonishment to the court that's going to say, hey, you have to become self-supporting within a reasonable period of time. Otherwise, you're going to get cut off. Yeah. So he has a duty to become self-supporting as well. But this is unusual because the monies here are so, you know, different. Um, why would if, – if Kelly Clarkson got primary physical custody of the children, why would she also have to pay child support? Do you have any ideas on that? I have no idea. I, that seems uh, not right to me to pay him for taking care of the kids. Maybe because he's there. The kids go over there for vacations and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It's because the kids have the right to live at the standard that they're used to in both homes. So that's why child support is supposed to be an equalizer to take care of the kids, make sure that their life at, at Ms. Clarkson's home is similar to the life, or I should say it this way, that the life in their father's home is similar to the life in their mother's home. And so, he lives out in the weeds in Montana, so there's going to be a lot of work to do with that 400000 bucks. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And I wanted to ask you, I just, uh, in, in my opinion, this is excessive and that Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson can claim that she's um, a high earner and that the different standards should be in place here for what should be support to him for spousal support. And and we may say that, you know, come into play. But, Garrett, how much do you think you would need each month to support yourself or from somebody else to support you? A, a lot less than that. Some are 5, 10, 15, I don't know, but a lot less than $436,000. <laughs> I mean, a monthly. I mean, that's like maybe a year I would take that. I'd be, I'd be ecstatic with that for a year. But that's, that's just it's crazy to me to think that uh, – he's requesting that much so what if they live you know he's she's making tons of money a year but what if she you know they live a you know a regular life you know have a 3500 square foot house not this big mansion in hollywood does that have does that factor into it or is it based off earnings only it, it well it does factor into it for spousal support purposes but not right for child support. but not not for child support child support purposes somewhat if you if one if one parent has less rent to pay or, you know, there's certain things that could could change it because in California, guideline child support is almost always what is ordered. And it's a formula based upon the party's incomes, how much time each of the parties spend with the children, and a bunch of other little detailed factors that go into that calculation. But it's not always the, an exact number. Um, and under California law, both parties would have to pay one half of work-related daycare and one half of the medical, dental, you know, orthodontia type of um, non-insured costs. Well, this gets so, uh, really complicated. I'm glad uh, <laughs> there's attorneys <laughs> like you to figure this out. Yeah, it's, it's good. Both of the parties agree on one thing, that their marriage is over. And that it's based upon irreconcilable differences. And what that means what is that, that mean? nobody's at fault. It's just we just can't put it back together. It's broken. We can't fix it. So under California law, it's a, it, are we a no-fault divorce state? Is that what that means? That's exactly what that means. And there are many of no-fault states, and there are other states that have fault. And it's very interesting, the differences. So if you, whatever state you're in is going to be important. The other thing is, Garrett, you had asked me, 
where do I file for divorce? Not that you want to, but yeah. what, what is the, the proper place to file for divorce? Especially when there's two different residences. Yeah, I had lots of questions on that. Uh, we'll, uh, I guess, address that after the break. I guess so. Uh, we'll be back. Um, stay with us. We still have some time left of Hour 3. You are listening to Radio Law Talk on many local radio stations across the country and on radiolawtalk.com. And the show will conclude our last break after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P- E-N-N-E-Y-Lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 
You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Is this real life? Oh, stop it. Are you serious? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Now, Gary, you'd asked me a question about jurisdiction in divorce matters. Yeah. And, you, you know, that's kind of an interesting thought because it's it's kind of similar, if you will, as it is in the uh, personal injury context with um, not some of the glitches you get <laughs> when you're suing defendants. Yeah. I mean, for most, uh, most people, this is not an issue. But, for example, we've got NBA star uh, Malik Beasley. Uh, you know, him and his wife are getting a divorce. You know, he plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So he, he I don't know if he lives there. I don't know if they live in California. Um, there's allegations of him being with some other girl. In, in, in Miami. Florida. In Miami. And that yeah. was in Florida. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in right, Florida. Right, so right, it's right, like, yeah. where where is he living? And where is a divorce filed? And who can can you pick? Can you just be like, oh, I, I like you Florida law, so I'm going to sue in Florida. Or file divorce in Florida. Or is it California? Or, you know, what determines where you can you can file that divorce right that's kind of an interesting thought because in in the clarkson case they had two different states right Mm -hmm. so yeah because he was residing in montana for the last year um brandon could have filed very easily in montana and so probably could have clarkson uh but clarkson filed and she filed where she resided and so is it Calif- kind of uh, the first to file, like kind of the first to fire the gun kind of gets to choose? It's it's kind of truthful. But the biggest concept, it's not just residency. It's also domicile. And, and, and a lot of people forget about domicile because in the international or other state to state, to nations to states, um, domicile is a concept about where you've resided, where you um, are permanently residing for a period of at least six months or more, right? Domicile suit important, really important. And in California, the concept is where have you resided uh, for six months before you file for divorce and for three months prior to when you file. And the three months applies to the county and the six months pre- applies to the state. So you can't file for divorce if you haven't lived in California for longer than six months. That's kind of the limit here. Other states, it's totally different. I understand Nevada. You could just go up there and, you know, stay for even a shorter period of time and file in Nevada. Um, and people probably do forum shop uh, well, to fi- I, file in the correct place. One of the reasons Las Vegas got so popular is they had little divorce resorts where people would go show up and stay for whatever the time was. You know, this was back in the Rat Pack era. People would go show up and wait for that two or three days, and then they'd go file for divorce, for a quickie Nevada divorce. Yeah, there's a country that has a quickie divorce, too, and two American citizens that lived in a certain state, they actually went, and they only stayed for a week to get the whatever requirements was done there. They filed for divorce. They f- had a joint agreement, 
and stipulated to everything and got divorced quickly. And then when they came back to the States, the wife took that divorce to register it and the court refused to enforce it. Wow. And that's the concept of domicile. That's when it becomes important that you file where you've been residing for at least six months. It, it, that applies to most countries, not all countries, but to many, many countries, more than not. Let's so, put it that so way. So they're lobbying Congress for a divorce treaty <laughs> with a different country, right? <laughs> yeah, there isn't one that I know of yet, but yes, that's that's true. <laughs> Might be a way out. Um, yeah. What happens just, if you move? So let's just say Mr. Beasley lived in Florida for three months and, and uh, Minnesota for three months and California in three months and somewhere else for three months. There's no six months permanency. No, then it probably would make sense to uh, go by where his um, soon-to-be ex-wife was residing if she was more permanent in one yeah. place. But it does. What does matter for jurisdictional purposes is the question becomes. Well, a lot of this comes up a lot with army people that are in yeah. the military, right? Because they they move around a lot. Where do you vote? What state? Yeah. You know, uh, where where's your permanent residence for purposes of your Social Security, your driver's license, you know, all of that. What if you so, lived on the space station? <laughs> You're living out in space. Believe it or not, that has come up. We have a case where somebody was up in space. Really? And just, yes, we did. We talked about that. Oh, I don't remember right. how yeah, long yeah, ago, yeah. but mm-hmm. there was a case that it, it, that re- was, where is this case? Should, where should it be brought? Because they've been up there for a year. <laughs> it's really, and, and what she did while she was up there, you know, what's, where's the jurisdiction oh, for the right. crime she, in yeah, that she, case? Right. right. She right? Over, yeah. Yeah, exactly. She, yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of want to finish the Kelly Clarkson matter because I think it's important that we know when family members other than the two spouses together when family members are involved in this and in this case kelly clarkson's father-in-law is also her agent and had gotten her the voice and had gotten her you know the she got it ultimately but i mean had negotiated and did all the connections for the voice and for her talk show and has a big stake in her income um, when but, does that become a problem in a divorce setting? I mean, he's going to get paid no matter what. She can she cannot decide not to pay him without any expectation of not getting hammered about that later. Well, she actually stopped paying him, Uh-oh. and <laughs> I think that that's going to become a problem for her because you're right. There's a contract, yeah. and the contract is not dependent on the marriage. Um, and she would have to give adequate notice and, and not breach that contract, you know, and be able to end it. One thing I know about Kelly Clarkson is when she became American Idol, she had to sue to get out of her contract with American Idol because they owned every right she had. Yeah, when you, if you win that, they have right. your recording contract, they have your performance tour, they had everything. And she said, I don't think so, boys. Right. Yeah, right. Then they right, made right. her go to that international idol contest where she lost to a guy who clearly was inferior. In, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and so she struggled in the beginning and I think now she would have learned from that. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Yeah. So uh, with regard to um, other interesting Mm -hmm. family law issues, Phil Collins. (laughs) Have you heard anything about the Phil Collins matter, Garrett? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, our our beloved Phil Collins sings all of our, the music for uh, our favorite Disney shows. Um, So him and his wife, uh, looks like they're getting divorced as well, but uh, a little more saucy, I guess. A little more. It's a uh, nasty cat, one. Yeah, yeah, a little more cat fighting going involved. It's salacious. I love salacious. <laughs> I love it. What? They were divorced, and then they reconciled. So they were completely divorced, and they're not currently married. 
but they reconciled and he let her uh, move back into his Florida home. He was in a different home, but he moved back, let her move back into his Florida home. It's his home. And then she moved in her lover. And <laughs> now Phil yeah. Collins is fighting to get his house back and to get them out of that house. And there's all these allegations going from his ex-wife that he made promises to her and, you know, all this stuff. But the worst thing that happens and it brings out lawsuits and divorce and even family law issues. Sometimes they bring out the worst in a person. Well, obviously. They yeah. just do. And so she made these absolutely scandalous allegations against him, and the judge came down against her oh, yeah. hard. My, my, my favorite's uh, he, he called him a binge-drinking hermit dealing with impotency and hygiene issues. To me, that sounds like everyone today during COVID. I mean, they're stuck <laughs> inside. and <laughs> just... He drinks and he stinks. Yeah. <laughs> what else is new? And other things, too. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so, right, right, right. yeah, it's 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 kind of a, a nastiness that doesn't need to happen. And in this particular case, the judge got upset with her, and he admonished her and her attorneys to revise their um, – uh, pleadings that they had filed in this case and take out all of that, um, those really terribly damaging type now, of we, allegations. We do a show in a very nice soundproof studio, but apparently the gardeners are not aware <laughs> of the fact that we're live on the air across the country until... So until that buzzing in the background is just a blower. <laughs> yeah, we wish the blower would learn the words right now. It's just humming anyway. Right. So, yeah. uh, speaking of salacious, oh, um, yes. that I think is very interesting about the... Um, the the divorce of Montana Yao and what's the name of Beasley yeah Beasley there you go yeah NBA star um, Malik Beasley they just got married you guys <laughs> they've been together they have an 18 month old child wow. so they've been together since I think it was 2018 but they just got married in March but she see all of a sudden somebody posts a picture of him walking in Florida hand in hand with some other female is this not correct is this yeah the that's absolutely that's the one. it's Scotty Pippen's uh, um, ex-wife right wow right and so but here um, his Montana is her name his uh, wife She's trying to claim that she's so innocent and all of that, but there are allegations already that she has already had an outside relationship with another um, athlete. So this one is one to watch, but it's not going to be as good as some of them we could watch because it's a very short-term relationship. Well, here's the good news. We'll be back next week with more Radio Law Talk. Is that not correct? That's correct. And we should have um, our esteemed hosts back. And we'll have Garrett again in the future. Oh, absolutely. Thank Garrett, you, thank you guys so much, Garrett. And, uh, it's been a blast to be here. Appreciate you coming in. Thank yep. you. All right, folks. We'll see you next week on Radio Law Talk right here. Don't go away. Until then, remember, you can catch us online. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
$500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power and Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. 